grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, we live in interesting times, do we not? Because of that, we have a new way of leading worship today. Because we can no longer gather together, your worship leaders have individually produced videos of their portions of worship from their own homes. And due to the skill and the energy of our technical teams, all of these videos have been blended together into one worship service that we offer to you today. Because it is just one service, we are combining elements of both our contemporary and our traditional services, and we know that you are going to enjoy it as well as be fed spiritually by it. And so I want to say a word of thanks to all of the folks that have worked so hard to be so creative to produce this worship for us today. I do want to mention just a few other things. Of course, to note that the church campus now is completely closed and all church activities are ceased. We do encourage you to be in touch by email or cell phone or any other way you can think of with those of us in leadership in the church so that we can be in service to you and continue the true life of our church. The true life of our church is not about our gatherings, but it's about the way that we serve Jesus, the way that we reach out and touch others and serve others, the way that we continue to pray for others, and the way that we continue to follow the Lord in this difficult time. I will mention that we do still need your financial support because the life of the church continues. In fact, we need your support more than ever so that we can support those who are being hurt financially by the crisis that we're in. You can mail your checks to the Village Church uh, Post Office Box number 704 in Rancho Santa Fe. If you have any issues or questions that you need answered, please feel free to drop me an email at jackb at villagechurch.org or go to the church website, villagechurch.org, and you will find a great deal more information there that we hope will be helpful to you. There are some beautiful flowers right behind me that are here today in our worship to celebrate the memory of my good friend, Tom Radigan. Tom was a great guy, always full of energy and love for life and love for the Lord. And so it's a special privilege to be able to celebrate and remember him today. One final thing. We've had lots of conversations in the last few days among the worship leadership team about what would be appropriate to wear for worship when we're producing that worship within our own homes. And so today I'm going to have the chance to use a special stole that my son gave to me for Christmas several years ago. I've never quite had the opportunity to wear it, but today seems like the right time. This particular stole is made entirely from duct tape. I don't know if you've ever seen a wallet or a piece of clothing made from duct tape, but this is a duct tape stole, and it seems right to be wearing a stole that's made from something so useful, so utilitarian, something that we call on to patch things together in emergencies. And so I'm happy to wear this duct tape stole today. Well, those are some of the things that we need to know as we prepare for worship. And so let's take just a moment now to prepare our hearts and minds to worship as we remember these words of the psalmist. Remember your word to your servant in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my distress that your promise gives me life. 
Your statutes have been my songs wherever I make my home. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. Friends, let us worship the living God. Good morning. I am Susan, and this is Larry Gerling. Welcome to our home in Oceanside. We're members of the choir, and actually Juan Carlos is our son-in-law, married to our daughter, Andrea. Our first hymn this morning is Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. I'm Jan Farley, Associate Pastor here at the Village Church, and it is my honor to join with you in worship and to lead you in this time of confession. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Take a few moments to pray quietly before together we will pray the prayer of confession. You will see it up on your screen. Let us pray. Let us now join together in one voice. Merciful, Merciful God. God. You pardon all who truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sins and ask for your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not done justice, loved kindness, or walked humbly with you, our God. Have mercy on us, O God, in your loving kindness. In your great compassion, 
cleanse us from sin. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within us. Do not cast us from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. In Jesus the Christ we pray. Amen. Hear now these words of assurance. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. May the God of mercy guard your heart and mind through the power of the Holy Spirit now and always. Amen. Hello, this is Juan Carlos Acosta, Director of Music Ministries at the Village Church, and I would like to invite you to join me in singing number 805, Glory Be to the Father. Peace of Christ be with you. Now more than ever, it is so important for us to share the peace of Christ, whether it is someone in your own household or someone that you can reach out to via text or phone call or however you do it. We invite you to now share the peace of Christ with the world that needs it. I'm J.P. Hudson. I'm the director of contemporary worship music at the Village Church. I'm probably best known at church for being the husband of our awesome mops leader or the dad of the two cute little girls who whirl and swirl and dance around in front of the chancel to the music at our 9 a.m. contemporary service. Uh, we've been spending a lot of time together as a family this week, and parts of that are really sweet. Uh, there are also parts of that that call for some solitude, some time of reflection, which is why I'm here in my bathroom. Uh, actually, <laughs> I'm here for the acoustics, and also because sometimes as a parent, you just gotta lock yourself in the bathroom to get any time by yourself. But in this moment, uh, my sweet wife and my sweet girls, here's a little picture of the fam for you. They are all on a walk. They're walking exactly six feet apart and uh, keeping with all the rules and regulations that we're under right now, and um, offering me an opportunity to, to, to think, to reflect, and to uh, just be in spirit. I, uh, the song that comes to mind during this time, for me, the song on my heart is Be Still and Know. I invite you to sing with me and to worship God together. Be still and know that He is God. Be still and know that He is holy. Be still, O restless soul of mine. Bow before the Prince of Peace, let all noise and clamor cease. Be still and know that He is God. Be still and know that He is faithful. Consider all that He has done. Stand in on be amazed. Know that he will never change. 
Kids Village children, this is Miss Charity bringing you the kids' message online and from home this morning. We are sad that we didn't get to see you in the classrooms, but we look forward to being able to connect with you all online. Our kids' message for this morning comes from Philippians 4 6, and it tells us that we do not need to be worried or afraid about anything, and that we can present all of our prayer requests to God. During this time of a lot of different changes and uncertainty, you might have feelings of being worried or afraid. Those things are all normal, and we wanted to give you all the encouragement that God is with you throughout every single step. This morning, our question to you is how can you have a thankful heart even when you are feeling worried and afraid? Some ways that we can have a thankful heart are just by acts of service. Maybe you could help your parents at the dinner table every night. Maybe you could help them with the dishes. Maybe you have a younger sibling who needs help with their homework. Or maybe there's a friend that would love to receive a phone call from you. These are all ways that we can show that we have a thankful heart, even during uncertain times. God is here for each and every one of you through these changes, and we are also here as a part of your Kids Village Church family. Please connect with us on Facebook at the Village Church Facebook page in our Kids Village group. We will be posting videos and activities for you all throughout the week, and then we look forward to seeing you all next Sunday. Talk to you soon. I invite you to join me in singing this contemporary hymn, In Christ Alone. alone my hope is found he is my light my strength my song this cornerstone this solid ground firm through the fiercest drought and storm what heights of love what depths of peace when fears are still and striving cease my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe, the gift of love. 
scorned by the ones he came to save. Till on that cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. For every sin on him was laid, here in the depth of Christ I live. ground his body lay light of the world by darkness slain bursting forth in glorious day up from the grave he rose again and as he stands in victory since curse has lost its grip on me With the precious blood of Christ. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath. Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever block me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ I'll stand. I'm Neil Pressa, one of the associate pastors at the Village Church, and it is a blessing to join you in worship to offer pastoral prayers on our behalf as we lift up at this time in our worship service prayers of thanksgiving to the Lord for all the many ways that the Lord has blessed us in Jesus Christ, and at the same time to offer our prayers of intercession and petition for ourselves, for our loved ones, for the church's witness in every place, for our communities, our nation, and indeed the world. We look to the Lord, who is our refuge and strength, and so please join me now in prayer. Most gracious and loving God, we thank you that you are our refuge and, and strength. You alone make us dwell in safety. You alone are the one who gives us faith, hope, and love to endure all challenges and claim the victory in Jesus Christ. We thank you that we can gather as a community in worship and to pray with and for one another and for your world. So Lord, we offer these prayers with a sure and certain confidence in Jesus Christ. For all who are affected by coronavirus through illness or isolation or anxiety, that they may find relief and recovery. Lord, hear us. Father in heaven, for those who are guiding our nation and all nations of the world at this time, shaping policies and making key decisions, Lord, we pray that you would provide your spirit of wisdom and discernment. Hear us, O God. 
Father in heaven, we lift up doctors and nurses and medical researchers, that through their skill and insights, many will be restored to health. Lord, grant them wisdom and protect them, O Lord, from harm. Hear our prayers, Heavenly Father. Lord, we lift up the vulnerable and the fearful, for the gravely ill and the dying, that they may know your comfort and peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for ourselves, for every household and family, for those, O Lord, who are feeling stress and anxiety in this time of uncertainty, for children, O Lord, who are at home, for all those, O Lord, who are homeless, who go without food and shelter. Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for those who have been laid off from work and who are finding financial distress in these times. Lord, provide for their needs and all of our needs. For these prayers and other prayers that we lift up in our hearts, we turn these over to you, merciful and compassionate God. Accept these prayers and our lives for the sake of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Hello, I'm Danielle Perot. We've just prayed, and now I invite you into a time of contemplation. I've often sung, Be Still My Soul to Myself, in times of stress and uncertainty, and so now I offer it to you, and I pray that it will be a source of comfort to you as well. Be still, my soul, the Lord is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to your God to order in every change he faithful will remain be still my soul your best your heavenly friend through still my soul your god will undertake to guide the future as he has the past your hope your confidence let nothing share
shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul, the waves and winds still know. His voice who ruled them while he dwelt still my soul the hour is hastening on when we shall be purest joys restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past. All safe and blessed we shall meet at last. Hi, greetings. I'm a lay reader with Village Church. I'm Don Meredith, and Brenda Meredith will follow. A reading from the book of Isaiah. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah in Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what had been said about him. 
Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. And the sword will pierce your own soul too. The word of the Lord. Thank you to our lay readers for sharing the scripture with us this morning. Well, friends, as I mentioned at the outset of this service, we are living in a very strange and some might say even dangerous time, the time of the coronavirus COVID-19 flu. But I want to remind us that this is not the first time that the world has faced the danger of a pandemic. It was just about 100 years ago in 1918 and 1919 especially, that a flu called the Spanish flu killed somewhere between 50 and 100 million people all around the globe. It was called the Spanish flu simply because in Spain, where there was no war going on, the government was more realistic and more open with the world about the problems that their population faced from that flu. There were no vaccines then, no treatments, no real understanding even of how the flu was transferred from one person to another. In fact, in that flu, there were more U.S. soldiers who died from the flu than who actually died fighting in World War I. During that time, while he was quarantined in the south of France, the great writer F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote a letter to a friend of his, and I want to share just a few of those lines from, from that letter with you today. Dearest Rosemary, it was a limpid, dreary day hung as in a basket from a single dull star. I thank you for your letter. Outside, I perceive what may be a collection of fallen leaves tussling against a trash can. It rings like jazz to my ears. The streets are that empty. It seems as though the bulk of the city has retreated to their quarters, rightfully so. At this time, it seems very poignant to avoid all public spaces. Sound familiar? Even the bars, as I told Hemingway, but to that he punched me in the stomach, to which I asked if he had washed his hands. He hadn't. Does that sound familiar? He is much the drearier and the denier, that one. Why, he considers the virus to be just influenza. I'm curious of his sources. The officials have alerted us to ensure that we have a month's worth of necessities. Zelda and I have stocked up on red wine, whiskey, rum, vermouth, absinthe, white wine, sherry, gin, and Lord, if we need it, brandy. I find it interesting that he says nothing about toilet paper. Well, as the letter continues, he says, please pray for us. You should see the square. Oh, it's terrible. I weep for the damned eventualities this future brings. The long afternoons rolling forward slowly on the ever slick bottomless highball. Z says it's no excuse to drink, but I just can't seem to steady my hand. In the distance from my brooding perch, the shoreline is cloaked in a dull haze where I can discern an unremitting penance that has been heading this way for a long, long while. 
and yet amongst the cracked cloud line of an evening's cast, I focus on a single strain of light calling me forth to believe in a better morrow. I focus on a single strain of light calling me forth to believe in a better morrow. We are, all of us, looking for some light in our lives right now, but we're not the first to do that. In the 8th and 7th centuries before Jesus, the prophet Isaiah lived in a time of great darkness. The northern kingdom of Israel was falling to the Assyrian Empire and would soon be annexed as part of the Assyrian Empire. Isaiah was lucky enough, I suppose you could say, to live in the southern part of the kingdom, around the area of Jerusalem. But still he had a vision from God that one day all people would come back to God. One day all people would stop their fighting and stop their quarreling and stop doing things that tear down human society. Isaiah had a vision that one day all of God's people would return to the God who made all of us, that we would learn to live in God's ways and the result would be peace on earth the thriving of the human family, the thriving of earth itself. One of the ways that Isaiah talked about that time in the future when all would be well again was by saying this. He said, we will walk in the light of God. There's that light again. Isaiah's hope, of course, was the same for many hundreds of years, and it was the same hope that was held in the hearts of Jews in the first century, Jews like Simeon. 700 years after Isaiah, old man Simeon was still looking for what Isaiah had looked for. One day, Luke tells us, Joseph and Mary bring Jesus to the temple, and they met there with Simeon. Simeon always prayed in the temple, Simeon always read his scripture. Simeon always looked to God and called out to God for a sign that God's light was coming into the world. And when Simeon met Jesus, somehow, I can't tell you how, but somehow he knew that Jesus was the salvation that God had sent to us, that Jesus was a light for revealing God to everyone. We have been speaking for a couple of months now, and will continue for a few more weeks, speaking about the names and the images of Jesus. You and I believe that Jesus is the light of God. So I want to ask, how is Jesus the light that we're always looking for? Why do we say that Jesus is the light? What does that mean for you and me today as we live in the midst of a difficult time? Well, number one, I believe that Jesus shines for us as an example of who we are meant to be. Sometimes people get very confused about how we are meant to think or feel or act, especially how we're meant to act. And when we look at Jesus, we see there how God would live if he lived a human life. And we want to know about that because God is the one who made us. God is the one who designed life to be lived to its fullest. 
And when we see Jesus, we see how God would live a human life because Jesus was God living a human life. Jesus shines as an example to all of us. Number two, we believe that because of Jesus' example, we see the darkness revealed in our own lives. You know, when a light appears in the midst of darkness, if anything is standing in front of that life, it, it casts a shadow. And in a way, that's the way the light of Jesus functions. When we hold ourselves up to Jesus, we see things in us, we see things in our society, and of course we see things in others that doesn't live up to what we are meant to be. And so the light of God that's in Jesus reveals the darkness, and that's a good thing for us because sometimes we don't even know where the darkness is. We don't realize our sin for what it is. And so Jesus is a blessed light from God because he shows us where we are not living up to who we are meant to be. He shows us the darkness that's in our own minds and hearts and understanding and the darkness that we have in our world. And we need to know about it so that we can do something about it. Jesus is the light of God in a third way. He's the light of God in the same way that F. Scott Fitzgerald was talking about as a light that always stands before us, a light to which we can look, a light that we can follow. The light of Jesus in the world calls you and me always to something better, something lasting, something that's filled with hope. When we see Jesus, we see the light of God that conquers sin and evil and death. We see the light of God that comes into the world that can never be extinguished, no matter what troubles we're facing at that time. And that's the fourth way that Jesus really is the light. You and I cannot shine a light on ourselves. You and I have no light of our own. We only have the light that God gives us. And God has given us the light of Jesus, the light of knowing that he loves us, the light of knowing that he forgives us, the light of knowing that he calls us to something better, the light of knowing that he empowers us to live in better and better ways, ways that are filled with hope, with peace, with compassion, with kindness, with courage. And especially we're looking for that courage to live in the light of these times today. You and I can be more and more like Jesus. You and I have an opportunity now to shine not for our sakes, but for the sake of the Savior whom we serve. We can shine with hope when people are discouraged, and we know people who are discouraged today. We can shine with acts of service when people are tempted to think only of themselves, to think only of saving their own skins. We can shine with love, the love of Jesus that fills our hearts, the love of Jesus that propels us and compels us to reach out to other people, especially in times like this. There are so many opportunities that we have in difficult and trying times like this to show the light of Jesus into other people's lives. I'm so glad to see everywhere around the world that, that so many people are stepping up they're stepping up to make masks. They're stepping up to give away the things that they have so that other people can have them. Our medical community is stepping up to be in those places of greatest danger so that they can minister to others. 
To me, that's one of the ways that we see the light of Jesus shining everywhere, and you and, ha you and I have the opportunity to do that too. So let me remind you, friends, in these difficult and dark and trying times, that we know that there is a light that shines that can never be put out. We know that there is a light of Jesus that is in our hearts. Jesus, who is the Christ, the Messiah of God, the salvation of all people, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness will never put it out. Live by those truths today. Live by that faith and conviction today. Live looking toward that horizon where the light is shining, the light of Jesus, who's calling us to live today with love and courage and peace in our hearts. Amen. Hello, I'm Elise Cho, accompanist for the Children's Choir. And I'm Ellie, a member of the Youth Choir. Please join us in singing Shine, Jesus, Shine. Please join with me as we affirm our faith in Jesus Christ by reading together from the letters to the Philippians. Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, 
being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess to the glory of God, Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Join us in our closing hymn, Christ Whose Glory Fills the Sky. Brothers and sisters, I hope that this worship service with all of its offerings of song and prayer and service from so many people in so many different places has nourished and strengthened you today. I hope it's shined a little bit of the light of God's love into your hearts so that you can shine it for the sake of others. Let me remind you that we have a great opportunity before us now an opportunity not for ourselves, but an opportunity to shine Jesus into the world. So now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you today and always. Amen. Hi, this is Susie Schick, and I'm playing Immortal Invisible, arranged by Jan Sanborn.